0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Friday, September 15th, 2023. Hope your Friday is off to a great start. My name is Sean Tierney from the Automation Blog and School, and this is the show where I talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. And uh, with that, let's go ahead and get started here. And uh, first up, I want to say that um, just a reminder, if you enjoy the show, please give us a like, give us a sub. And share it with your friends and uh, colleagues because um, that helps the show grow and reach more people. So we live stream every morning or I try to live stream every morning that I'm in the office. And uh, we live stream to LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. But we're also available on all the other platforms after the fact. And I know you can't see it because it's behind my uh, my picture here. But we go to, um, it gets published on uh, Getter, on Truth, on uh frank it gets published to gab it gets published to clout hub it gets published to uh, rumble it gets published to mine so we try to be on every single s- social media platform that's out there so please share and like the show if you enjoy it i also want to say a quick thank you to theautomationschool.com who's today's sponsor if you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI or skater training please ask them to visit theautomationschool.com from there we go over to our first story today and this is a schneider electric Um, they're unveiling their latest Texas manufacturing plant. And, um, this is amazing. This is their fourth plant in the area and guess where it is. There's 400 new jobs headed to El Paso, Texas. Didn't we just talk about, uh, Eaton doing new jobs in El Paso. Now there's another 400 new jobs coming to El Paso at Schneider's plant. And they're hoping to get that up to 1500 by the end of the year. So, um, congratulations El Paso on all the new high tech industry moving into your area. And congrats to Schneider. Just had a conversation with those guys last night. Great people. Um, and of course, this week's podcast with, was uh, was with Schneider. But um, looking forward to uh, um, doing more with them. Great company. From there, we go over to Rock Automation. Now they've been a little silent the last couple of days, but they released a lot of content today. Actually, too much for me to cover today. But in any case, um, one of the things uh, they did announce that I thought was extremely interesting was that they're teaming up with Infinitum, okay? And now I never heard of that company before, but apparently has invested heavily into this company. And um, what they're gonna do is they're combining forces to produce a new class of high efficiency, integrated low voltage drive and motor technology. Now, uh, it's very interesting stuff here. And what I did is to kind of learn more about Infinitum and what they offer is I went over to their website and I just thought this was very interesting. So they're creating this next generation of motor that is supposed to be, um, you know, better for the environment, you know, less expensive to make more recyclable. And some of the key numbers here are it uses 66% less copper. It uses uh, takes 30% uh, less uh, energy or fewer emissions are generated in manufacturing it. It's uh 50% lighter and smaller. And it uses 10% less energy than a standard motor. It has no iron core and it has a circular design. And that doesn't mean the motor is circular. It has a circular design, meaning that the components inside should last for up to 100 years, whether they're uh, uh, repaired or recycled. Um, very interesting. So I wanted to share that with you this morning. Congratulations on the two companies. Um, then Rockwell had a new uh, case study on a uh, shrink-wrapping company. They make shrink-wrapping shrink machines. And if you know anything about those, they're very uh, tight margins on those machines, very inexpensive machines typically, compared to like a you know, a CapEx project where you're building an entire production line. And um, this, is, this talks about the challenges they had in upgrading their machines, and uh, you know, you know, what they went through, the decision-making process and whatnot. And I'm just gonna jump right to the end here to tell you what they implemented on the machine micro 850 Powerflex uh, 525 and a panel view 800 now i know a lot of you out there um use logics and that's all you use right and uh you won't touch a micro 800 matter of fact i wouldn't touch one either until i actually filmed my first course on it nano basics and um i really came to really like that unit after doing that course you know while i'm a huge fan of the Micro Logics, i wish it never went away um i was talking to a vendor about that the other day um um, the Micro800, it's programs in three different languages, and it's pretty cool. It's different, but it's really cool. It's more based on the IEC standard. So if you learn it, you kind of learn in some of the other controllers on the market. And uh, granted, I still like me some logics, right? But um, the Micro850, you know, it, it, there is a downside, right? Unlike the s 7 1200s that's in the same price range. And that programs just like the 1500, you know, from Siemens. Um, the Micro850 doesn't. But program just like Control logics, but it's still a good PLC and I've enjoyed using it and teaching on it. So um, in any case, that's a new uh, case study from Rockwell there for you to take a look at. Uh, from there, we go over to uh, an announcement from Rockwell that they opened registration for automation fair. It's four days and it's, um, I think it's four days and $400 is the cost. So I went through the registration process this morning and um, there's an, a, an, an enhanced choice if you want to go to training, right? So, um, that costs more, but, um, I didn't spend the $400 cause if I go, I'll be just being like a news reporter there. So I'm going to reach out and see if they, if I can get a press pass just to go there as a reporter, because I won't be taking any training and I don't use any of their products, you know, um, aside from teaching on them. Right. So in any case though, exciting because it's in Boston, it's so close, it's only two and a half hours away. So, um, The registration is open for Automation Fair. Be aware that it's, I think, $3.95 is the price tag for uh, just standard admission without training. And it's uh, scheduled for uh, the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. I've been there many times for PAX East. And uh, from November 6th to 9th. Okay, so with that, we go over to our next story. And um, this is the last one from Rockwell, I promise. But I was really excited about this one because this is a blog on Rockwell's website where they're featuring Festo's CPX-AP-I distributed I.O. And, um, you know, at first I'm like, I never thought I would see this because Rockwell has distributed I.O. They don't have the pneumatic side, but they have uh, on-machine I.O., right? And, um, you know, this is not the latest thing that Festo released. We already talked about this in a previous morning show about the AP-A product that they released, right? Which is more like a chassis-based um, but in any case, um, I was excited about this because they're recognizing the fact that Festo has done a phenomenal job with this product line, including the ability to import the design right into Logics, right? Using the L5X uh, file that they generate. In fact, if you want to know more about this, uh, we actually had Sandro on from Festo. It was two years ago, over two years ago. And he talked us through the entire process of creating a system and of um you know, importing it into Studio 5000. And he did a great job, he had multiple cameras, he had his screen he was sharing, he was sharing pictures of the stuff in the field, um, and uh, just a great job. If you're looking for that, we rebranded that as the automation demo episode six. So just search up at, uh, you can search on Festo, or you can search on D006 to get the episode six of the demo. You'll see here, it used to be tech tips, but we decided to rebrand these long, like this is like over 30 minutes, these longer demos as the automation demo. So with that, we go over to our product spotlight of today, and this this is my uh, HMI and Skater course bundle. you learn everything about the PanelView Plus and SE. Now, the VUSE course is much longer and much newer, and I had some people asking about some advanced features of the PanelView Plus, and um, so we are going to be redoing that course. If you get this bundle, you will be getting the new PanelView Plus course I do next year, okay? We'll start... Working with HMIs in March when we finish up with the PLC updates, okay? So uh, that cost is going to get greatly expanded. As a matter of fact, I'm expanding all these costs so much I'm titling them the ultimate courses because I'm going to have no limits on how much I put in them. And then after the fact, I'll divide them up into like a level one, level two, level three. But in any case, uh, you know, for the initial courses, you can jump in at the original price. I think this is uh, by itself is $69 to get it and the upgrade. And uh, you'll get the ultimate cost for free. So... With that said, let's go on to a new product here. We have a new product from Banner. And Banner is talking about their uh just announced their S15C pressure sensor. And this is a pressure sensor that has a 4 to 20 milliamp output. It also comes with a Modbus converter. We've talked about Snap's uh signal and we talked about their uh their uh networking support for IO Link and other devices on the show many times. And um this is launching initially with six stainless steel models ideal for a liquid pumping and uh, one ceramic model ideal for pneumatic applications. And uh, just to let you know, the pressure range on these guys are 15 PSI through 5,000 PSI. From there, we go over to SMC. They have two new products we, uh, they announced uh, late yesterday, early today. The first one is a flow controller for ear. Now this is their P F C Q series, and it has a flow rate control range of nine to 300 liters per minute. Um, it looks like a very interesting device here. And there's also this, uh, digital, uh, three inch screen, um, which I thought was uh, very interesting and very bright. And uh, like many of the SMC products are very, you know, you get all the important information right there. So you can see your, you know, this digital flow meter, which plugs right into the unit right here. So with that, they also had a, uh, some new air grippers for collaborative robots that they're announcing. Now here we're seeing it with attachments already installed by default. These grippers will come without the attachments. You have to choose those separately, but they do come with the solenoid valve, the exhaust throttle with silencer, the auto switch and fittings. Um, there's three different types here. We have the standard type, which is like a two finger type. That's the RMHZ2. Then we have the three-finger type, the RMHS-3 and the long stroke. Okay, so if you need a much longer movement there is the R M 2 And we do have SMC. We did record a show with them recently. Actually, a very interesting new product they have. And it's not a gripper, but it has to do with monitoring your airflow. And uh, that'll be coming out in the coming weeks. So it's already recorded. It just needs to be edited and put together. But in any case, uh, from there we go over to... A story from Fallhaber, and uh, you know they make a lot of different motors and other industrial devices. But this story is about like a half exoskeleton. It's for people who have trouble walking, right? And uh, maybe they're they're uh, they're stuck on crutches or they're recovering from an accident. And so this uh, um, lower uh, leg assist unit, it looks like an exoskeleton from the waist down, um, is uh, designed to help them those people walk. And this article talks about the product, but. Where Forhaber came in is they developed um, what they call an innovative all-in-one, all-in-one, let's see if I can say that correctly, all-in-one component motor with a torque sensor. So that's their part of this project. But I thought it was interesting, really hot-warming story here. I wanted to share with you. From there, we go over to a blog from OnLogic. Now, this uh, blog is entitled Machine Vision versus Computer Version. Computer Vision. See, live TV, right? When you make a mistake like that, you're just going to live with it machine vision versus computer vision, and everything you need to know. And uh, we don't cover a lot of the uh, computer vision products that come out. There are a lot of cameras being announced all the time that are designed not to go on a field bus, but to plug directly into a computer, right, for a frame grabber or some other device to analyze what's happening in the field. We don't cover them. We cover the ones that really go on industrial Ethernet or a field bus um, and integrate into your standard control system. And so this article kind of does a, I would say, really does a good job of explaining the differences between the two and, you know, actually the applications, you know, and, and, and how they differ. They're, they're very similar in many ways, but, you know, the ones that are going into computer, you typically doing a lot more and analysis of the actual images themselves. Like if you know, maybe you're taking a picture of a circuit board and you're looking for every single component and trace on there to be perfect. Whereas with a machine vision, typically you're looking at a, one particular part or section of the circuit board. Of course the lines are blurred because there's products that do both on both sides of the aisle. Right? So in any case, I did want to share that with you this morning. Great uh, article from OnLogic, And from there we go over the software toolbox. They have a new blog today uh, talking about file spanning. So they have their own OPC data logger. I have not used it yet, but it looks very similar to what we have in uh SCADA packages, and, um, even in some HMIs and, uh, this article talks about file spanning and it was, I thought it was very interesting to see the naming options they have to name the files. So if you're creating a CSV file, what do you want to name each file? If you're going to have multiple files, which you probably will, right? Cause you don't want one big file with all of the year's production data in it. That would be unwieldy and prone to corruption if it gets too big. Right. And also interesting to see the different, um, uh, spanning options that were in there. And uh, you can see all the different uh, tabs here of all the different things you can tweak inside their uh, software. So very interesting stuff. I'd love to get them on some time to demo it to us. From there, we go over to an article at ElectroMate. This one's talking about five key tips for linear bearing maintenance, right? So I'm not going to read the article, but if you know anybody who has, if you have linear bearings in your systems, this is actually from Thompson. Um, I check their site every day. They, they haven't had anything new on their site in six or more months, but this article is, is by them and they're an expert in this field, right? They make those kind of products. And uh, if you want to get into that, or maybe you have a junior person, you're looking to give them something to read, um, this would be a good article for them. From there, we got a couple of events coming up. Obviously, MDT has a, a new uh, webinar coming up on September 28th at 2 p.m. Eastern. And this is a webcast highlighting the current challenges in food and beverage production. So um, if you're in that industry, you may want to check that out. And we have another one coming up from Metla Toledo. We also have another podcast coming up with them on an IO-Link uh, um, load cell, I believe, that um, you know, we did the display a couple of weeks ago, but we have another one already recorded um, and, and uh, prepping to come out here from Metla Toledo. But this webinar specifically is on the 20th of September at 10 a.m there's a 4 a.m one but uh, i don't think most of you want to go to that one so it is uh, repeated again at 10 a.m and uh, this talks about the weighing weighing in a hygienically sensitive area so food and bev and pharmaceutical come to mind and uh they talk about you know they're going to talk about how to prevent contamination so a lot of times you have scales in those areas you can see in the picture if you're watching there's a lot of tanks here and a lot of tanks always have scales on them right So if you have to weigh what's in the tank, you're going to need a scale connected to it or, you know, load cells under it or, um, um, you know, some type of weighing scale integrated into it. And, um, you know, how do you uh, prevent contamination? Very important, right? Um, There have been so many stories in the news of big batches of products, even medicines, getting contaminated, you know, uh, shots and things like that. So it's a very important uh, subject and um, they have a webinar coming up on it. From there, we go over to uh, updates. Uh, we got a, one update here. This is a security patch 01 for Cymatic PCS Neo 4.0 and 4.0 update 1. So, if you're using that product, Cymatic PCS, um, you'll probably want to check out that security patch. As far as publications, Omron has a brand new uh, catalog out or brochure out on their intelligent barcode reader for direct marked parts or direct part marks. So in the picture, if you're listening, we have a piece of, let's say, steel, and engraved right on it is a 2D code. And so this handheld reader will read those. But what I thought was interesting, because there's a lot of readers out there that read those codes, is number one, this is handheld. Number two, it's uh, designed to be directly integrated into POCs, which a lot of these handheld units are not, right? So what I liked about this was, you know, it has Ethernet IP and Profinet support, right? It also supports TCP and FTP, which are good. But in any case, the fact that it supports those two uh, field buses are very important. And the fact that they market it as being easy to integrate to the PLC. I know in the past, a lot of handhold Baco readers that we were doing ASCII and all kinds of other stuff, open sockets, just to get that data in. And it's, it's uh, you know, to have a product that makes it easy is, is very welcome. From there, we have a new manual from Siemens. It's on the Cinematics, Cinematics? G115D. And I think we have another one from them. Yes, it's on the Numeric, Analyze my workpiece toolpath, and that's an operating menu, manual. If you have that product, you may want to check that out. And with that, I do want to thank the Automation School for sponsoring our show today. If you don't know anybody who needs to learn POCs, HMIs, or Scada, please recommend theautomationschool.com to them. <laughs> and if you think I missed any any news, please fill in our news tip uh, form and let me know what I missed. Also, if you would just want to express your thoughts and opinions, which, um, you know, there's 8 billion people on the planet. So I know there's 8 billion different opinions on every subject. Uh, Feel free to. I love reading uh, your mail that comes in. I did have somebody send in a question. They wanted me to help them design a system for a ET200SP weight scale module and the visualization on the HMI. And I'm not an integrator, so... Um, that type of stuff I really can't help with, right? I don't even have the the Wirex module. And, um, you know, he re- that person really needed an integrator. So that may not be something you want to send me. But in any case, uh, from there, um, I want to just uh, mention automation.locals.com. That's a community. I want to thank all 1,235 of you who've signed up to follow me up here and all the ones who've joined in to become members um, where our latest conversation with the community was about troubleshooting analog input and input well input signals to an analog input card so if you have anything to add to that please jump into the conversation I also post everything I do here every morning show every blog every podcast I post up here so you can follow completely for free if you want to at automation.locals.com and with that huge thank you to everybody who picked up a copy of my ebook all my uh, video collections and as well as anybody who picked up uh, one of our mugs or t-shirts and with that, just a reminder, everything I talked about today, I will be posting over at automate.news, no www, no.com, just automate.news. That is our website where we just put all the links from the show. Uh, yesterday, just I was so busy, had so many meetings yesterday with some great meetings. I met with a simulation company. I recorded a podcast with a wireless company, and I met with a big vendor about getting them back on the show to talk about HMIs, which I'm excited about but um, I didn't get these links updated until like, I think it was last night when they get updated. But in any case, they're all up there. So everything we talked about yesterday, you'll see up there and the same will happen today. Once I'm done with uh, all the editing and uh, clipping and uploading, uh, I'll be coming up here and adding all the links. And someday I'll have somebody to help me do this, but right now it's just truly, so sometimes it may be a little late, but I will get it done, I promise. And with that, I just wanna thank you all for tuning in today. And I hope you find the show helpful. It's Friday. I'm excited. I'm uh, going to go visit my dad tomorrow. And so I'll be in the car for quite a while. I don't know what I'm going to listen to on the way there and back. It's like a five-hour round trip. But uh, I'm excited to see my uh, my pop. And uh, I just want to wish you all an awesome weekend. And uh, please have a safe, healthy, and happy day. And until next time, my friends, peace.